Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. We really have an amazing story today. It's about two college students in about 1960. Now, in 1960, there were very few Jewish organizations on college campuses. In fact, Chabad had not really opened Chabad houses yet at that time. And there was two students who were part of a loose organization that were doing things on campus a little bit. And a Chabad representative, a shliach named Moshe Feller, was at Columbia University. And he spoke with a couple of these young people who were trying to do something about Judaism on college campuses. And so Moshe Feller got an instruction from the Rebbe that he should invite them to meet with the Rebbe. And that's what happened. A young lady and a young man. The young lady was named Rivka Blau. The young man, I don't know his name. But they made an appointment to see the Rebbe at 10 p.m. one particular evening. And there were so many people there waiting to see the Rebbe, as usual, that they didn't get a chance to see the Rebbe until 12, midnight. They went to the Rebbe's office at midnight. The Rebbe welcomed them in, had them sit down in two chairs opposite the Rebbe's chair, and he began to ask them questions, all kinds of questions about what's going on on the campuses, what's with the Jewish students there. And finally, after many questions, the Rebbe said, you know, I've been asking you many questions. Maybe you have questions for me? Rivka had no question. She felt it was a fine meeting. She enjoyed being there in the Rebbe's office with the Rebbe, and she was ready to go. But the young man had a very serious question. Something really bothered him. He said, Rebbe, I hear that you give advice to people about medical situations and about legal situations and about financial situations and about all kinds of things. And sometimes you give them advice, which is even opposite what the doctor says or the lawyer says or some other professional. How can you possibly give people advice which is opposite the experts when you are not an expert in these fields? And he was quite upset. The Rebbe smiled and he said, I'll tell you how I'm able to do it. He said, let's take an example of a general contractor. He's in charge of the building of a certain building and he has a blueprint that includes everything that's going to be built. The electric system, the plumbing, the the water system, the heating, the air conditioning, and he gives instructions to the people who are going to make those parts of the building. That includes people who are going to make the foundation, people who are going to do the roofing. Now, the general contractor is not an expert in any of these fields, and yet he is able to give instructions to the professionals who are going to do these different jobs. How can he do it? Because he has the blueprint. He sees exactly how the building is supposed to be built. And therefore, from the blueprint, he gives instruction to these people. These people are professionals in their field, but they don't have the blueprint until they receive the plans from the general contractor. So the Zohar tells us, the Zohar, which is the inner spiritual teachings also known as Kabbalah, that Torah is actually a blueprint for the creation of the world. 
that Hashem, so to speak, looked into the Torah in order to create the world. Of course, Hashem created the Torah also. But He used the Torah as a blueprint to create the world. Now, somebody who learns Torah thoroughly and correctly knows the blueprint for the creation of the world. So what I do is I simply use the blueprint. I use Torah. And that gives me an insight into these different matters. It's not that I'm an expert, not in medicine, not in law, and not in finances, not in any of the fields that you mentioned. But since I use the blueprint, therefore it gives me an insight in which I can advise people. Okay? The young man was satisfied with that answer. Then he said, I have another question. He said, I've heard all kinds of miracle stories about you, Rebbe. Are they true? How could all these miracle stories be true? The Rebbe said, I don't know what stories you've heard, so I can't say if they're accurate, because people don't usually tell me the stories that, 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 that they heard about. They figure that I know the stories, but I don't know the stories that are going around. I only know what I've experienced. But I will tell you this, that there are many great Torah scholars and rabbis, and the Rebbe began to list a number of them. Many of them were not Chassidim, and some of them were even opposed to Chassidus. And the Rebbe said, but they are able to do miraculous things and give blessings that come true. And I know that because I've read about them in books, which I trust. But as far as the stories about me, that I don't know because I've never actually heard these stories myself. The young man was satisfied with that answer also. And the young man and the young lady left the Rebbe's office, both of them smiling. Now, Rivka apologized to the Rebbe's secretary and said, I'm sorry that we took so long. The Rebbe's secretary said, it's okay. The Rebbe is typically here every night until three or four o'clock in the morning. Now, what can we learn from this story? One of the things we can learn is that a Rebbe is really on a different level than the average person. He's not just a person that knows a lot of Torah, but he has an insight into Torah which really includes all of the Torah. The Rebbe, so to speak, knows all of the Torah at once and can look at it from a very deep angle. And this actually is one of the requirements for Mashiach, to be a person whose learning is not just great, like a lot of pages or a lot of mesechtas, but rather that Mashiach will be a person whose learning of Torah is on the highest possible level. And this actually is something which helps that he can direct the Jewish people. And in order to bring the Geula, Mashiach has to understand what has to be done at a certain time. Like, for example, 
The Rebbe is telling us now, most recently, that the most straight path to bring the Geula is to learn about Mashiach and Geula. Now, of course, it's important also to learn everything else in Torah. Chumash, Mishnah, Gemara, Halacha, Chassidus, Musr, everything. But in addition to learning all those things, it's also important to learn about Mashiach and Geula. And as well, it's very important to do all the mitzvahs. Of course, we have to do all the mitzvahs. But the thing that brings Mashiach quickly, most quickly, the most direct path to the Gula, is to learn about Mashiach and Gula. And therefore, it's important to do as much of it as we can, as well as increasing in Torah in general, and good deeds, and staka, and Avis Yisrael, and especially this coming Shabbos, which the Rebbe said is Shabbos Achtus, the Shabbos of unity. Why is the Shabbos before Shavuos the Shabbos of unity? Because the unity of the Jewish people at the time of the giving of the Torah was unique. They were They were camping like one person with one heart, all ready to receive the Torah from Hashem. And therefore we should try to relive that now, just before Shavuos, to try to achieve this kind of actus and unity, especially on this Shabbos, the day from which Shavuos is blessed, to try to do something special, maybe a lot of special things, to increase in actus in Jewish unity, especially through learning Torah. And this will certainly bring the Sheikh quicker, may it happen immediately. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more.